0: All right, well, it's important to say for all of you who know that one of those girls was my daughter, that was not a true, that was a a dramatic, you know, skit, okay? You did not come into the Maori home there for a moment. It's just important for me to say that. Um, Anyway, for some of you, you didn't get to see the skit because you're in our campuses right now, and that's actually... You're better off for that now because you don't think that. My name is Brian. I want to welcome our campuses in New Milford, in Derby, in Waterbury. It's so great to be able to share God's word with you today. Uh, my name's Brian, one of the lead pastors. For those of you who are online, welcome to you as well. And uh, I wanted to do something a little bit differently to start the message um, I wanted to share a word that I was really seeking the Lord for, and I believe the Lord gave me a word for us as a church right now in this moment. You know, Some of you might be wondering, what, what's, that, what's that mean? Uh, let me just kind of set that up. First is, we, we are a church that believes that God speaks today. Yeah. Whenever you agree with me, I'd love to hear it, right? Yeah, we believe that God, he speaks today, that, um, that we actually have the presence of God in our life through the power of his spirit, and we believe that because of that, when we go to his word, it's, it's the spirit of God that testifies of the truth and speaks to us. So the Lord speaks through his word. He also speaks through his spirit to us. And so this is one of the greatest pleasures of being a Christ follower, is that we don't just profess faith, but we live out faith, and we get to hear God speak to us. He prompts our hearts. Uh, He speaks through other people. He speaks through his word. And uh, so many times in life, this is what really unlocks uh, where we should go, what we should say, um, unlocks who we are in Christ Jesus, because the Lord says something to us, and it has a lasting impression. And so we often seek the Lord for a word. Lord, what are you trying to say right now? Lord, what are you saying to me? I would encourage you to ask that each and every day. Lord, what are you saying to me? And so I went you know before the Lord over these last couple days and really sought a word for us as church. And, uh, and I wanted to, to share that with you. I actually wrote it down because I felt like it was that important. And, and so I, before I, I jump into my, my sermon this, this week, I want to share this word uh, for the church. You know, I think many of you, and I've even heard from, from many of you that you're wondering you know, what the church's response to this past Friday's Supreme Court ruling is, you know, what would your church leaders say? What would your lead pastors say? And, uh, and so I, I prayed, and, and this is the word I felt prompted by the Spirit to say in this moment as one of the people that shepherds you, and, and Craig, Adam, and I, we spent time praying together on this. Here's what I'd like to say. As I shared on June 5th, I, I encourage you, if, if you didn't get to hear that message, to go back And listen to that message. It had a great title. It was called The Things God Hates. (laughs) Do you remember that one? Yeah. So go back and listen to that one. It was on Proverbs 6. But you might remember, as I shared on June 5th, preaching on Proverbs 6. As Christ followers, we believe that life is precious. And that God is the creator and sustainer of life. And that he cherishes every unborn child. He, He cherishes every person who walks this planet today. Our God, he cherishes life. Uh, and we're all image bearers of God. Wow. <laughs> Praise God. What an amazing encouragement that we're all image bearers of the Lord. What a tremendous blessing. Here's what I, I believe um, the Lord might say to us as church right now in this moment, which I would call tense in our culture, right? Anybody else notice that? Yeah. I would say we have an opportunity. If you so choose to accept, you have an opportunity. And this is what I, I believe the Lord would say to us if he were standing in physical form before us right now. This is what I believe the Lord would say. Now more than ever you must remember and live out your calling. Do not forget your mission. Do not forget your calling, your mission. Love one another. Love God and love people. Reach out and serve the most vulnerable. Now is the time to show Jesus to the world. To serve like Jesus. To speak like Jesus. To have compassion like Jesus. To be courageous like Jesus. To obey like Jesus to forgive like Jesus, to love like Jesus. Go and shine brightly for Jesus. Remember your calling, church. The Lord led me to Matthew 25, verses 34 to 40. It says this, then the king will say to those on his right, come you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you fed me. I was thirsty, and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me into your home. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you cared for me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Right now is an opportunity for the church to follow the greatest commandments the Lord gave us, to love God, to love others, sacrificially, in the way Jesus did. You know, I'm so grateful for this church. I love this church. I've been around a long time. You have a hard time getting rid of me. I love this church because this church is not just a church of words. It's a church of action. It's a church that lives out the teachings of Jesus. I love that about this church, it's always been that way. I'm so thankful that we are a church in action that, that values life, that supports ministries like Young Lives and Dina and Merchant is sitting here in, in our Bethel campus today. I'm so proud that we're a church that comes alongside young moms to help with their practical needs and encourage them in their spiritual needs as well. I'm so thankful that we're a part of a ministry right now called Fight for Freedom, and on this Thursday, this Thursday, being in prayer, they're going to be welcoming in 90 orphans from Ukraine, and housing them in the Freedom House, and feeding them, and caring for them. I love that we are a part of meeting the needs of the most vulnerable. I'm so proud of this church that we're not just words, but we actually step out in our beliefs but now is the time like never before to show the love of Jesus to people. Love God and love others. Don't forget your calling. So there you go. What do you do with that? Pray on it. You ask the Lord to, to just prompt in your heart what you truly believe is, is he's calling you to personally to as well. What is your call to love him and to love others? we have an opportunity. Praise God, we have an opportunity. Uh, In this dark and broken world, we have an opportunity to be something different. Amen. We do. (laughs) My feeling is that there are a lot of lures out there. A lot of lures. And some of them look real shiny and appealing. A lot of lures trying to pull us in different directions, and I think the word is don't bite. Don't bite. Don't go for those false lures. (laughs) Stick with Jesus. Call on him. Ask him to speak to you, and then do whatever he tells you. Here's our scripture passage for today, and uh, we want to continue our sermon series called Walking Wisely. We're in the book of Proverbs. This is actually the last week of this sermon series. Then we're gonna jump into a new sermon series called Good Question. We're gonna be answering a bunch of the questions that are most relevant in our world today about the church, about God, and about the, the things of, of of the Lord. But today we we conclude in this Proverbs series. And today, I want to talk to you out of Proverbs 22, verse 1, and Proverbs 28, verse 6. And I also want you to be ready to look at Psalm chapter 15. So if you have your Bible with you, or if you have it on your device, you can be in Proverbs and in Psalm chapter 15. Let me read the scripture for today. Proverbs 22, 1 says, Choose a good reputation over great riches. Being held in high esteem is better than silver or gold. And then Proverbs 28, 6 says, Better to be poor and honest than to be dishonest and rich. I was thinking about these verses, and I wondered if if you did a poll, if you did a survey, and you asked everybody on the planet, what would you rather have, great riches or a great reputation? I wonder if it would be split. (laughs) Or maybe not, maybe be weighted. I want the riches. I'll repair my reputation. I wonder if you were to ask the world and our culture today, would you rather have people look at you in high esteem or do you want silver and gold? I want silver and gold, that sounds good. How about would you rather be poor and honest or would you rather be dishonest and rich? Well, I think we know the answer to that. I think in our culture we see it all the time, people being dishonest, lying in order to get more for themselves. But scripture teaches us the exact opposite. You know, I'm always amazed that as humans, we know what things are worth. I'm always amazed. My dad knows exactly how much everything is in the grocery store. It's amazing. He'll be at the next service if you want to stick around and test him out, right? You just say, hey, how much is milk right now, Ray? And he'll tell you how much it is. You know, how much are Pringles? How much are, you know, are peanuts right now? Salted, unsalted. Salted, Ray? He'll give you the exact amount. He knows exactly. Some of you are like that, right? You know exactly how much everything is worth. And sometimes I think as humans, we we like to believe that we know what everything is worth. But I wonder if as a culture, we've lost sight of what the things that matter are worth. And I want to talk to you today about integrity. That's what these passages are about. And I want to tell you that your integrity is worth a lot. A lot. It's more. It's worth more than, than riches. It's worth more than silver or gold. Your reputation is worth so much. Here's what I want to do with, with my time is I want to talk about what integrity is. I want to give you a picture of what integrity looks like. And then I want to talk a little bit about how we can grow in our integrity. I actually want to leave you with some action items, okay? But let's start. What is integrity? You know, when you're talking about integrity, there are a few things that you're not talking about that some people think you might be talking about. So when I'm talking about integrity, I'm not talking about reputation. Reputation is different than integrity. Reputation is what other people believe about you. Integrity is who you really are. So you might see somebody and they have a reputation and then you might spend the day with them and find out that that reputation doesn't match who they actually are. Are you following me? You know some people like that. Don't point, right? We might know some people like that. where The reputation doesn't match who they are. So when I'm talking about integrity, I'm not talking about your reputation. I'm also not talking about perfection. This is really important because it's not a works-based faith. Right? So I'm not talking about perfection. And so the Lord's not calling us to something here that we, we can't achieve, that we can't live out. And so integrity, it's not perfection. We, we are all sinful people. We all make mistakes. And so we can be people of integrity and still make some mistakes, but the person with integrity who made the mistake owns up to the mistake and does the right thing. So when I'm talking about integrity, I'm also not talking about perfection, In the Bible, there are several different words used when talking about integrity, two primarily. It talks about being pure in heart and it talks about being blameless. You'll see this throughout Scripture as you're reading it. Be blameless, be pure in heart. Let me give you just a couple examples of that. In Psalm 32, it says, So rejoice in the Lord and be glad. All you who obey him, shout for joy. All you whose hearts are pure, all you who have integrity. In Genesis 17, verse 1, this is the call on Abraham's life. At the time, he's called Abram. It says this, when Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am El Shaddai, which means God Almighty. Serve me faithfully and live a blameless life. Live as a person with integrity. And finally, in Philippians chapter 1, verse 10, the apostle Paul says this, for I want you to understand what really matters, so that... So he's trying to teach them everything that really matters. And here's the big so that. So that you may live pure and blameless lives until Christ's return. This is how I want you to live until Christ Jesus comes back again. I want you to be people of integrity. When I look at scripture, there are people of integrity throughout the pages of the Bible. I think of people like Job. His story is absolutely incredible. This man who loses everything, who goes through great pain in his own health and also in his personal loss of family members, of all of his, his possessions. He's lost everything, suffered everything, yet he sticks to the Lord no matter what. In fact, the very first verse of the book of Job says this, there was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job, and that man was blameless and upright, one who feared God and turned from evil. This is really a definition of integrity right there, that he was blameless and upright, he feared God. A person who has integrity is a person who fears the Lord, who, who follows him, whose greatest desire is to be in the presence of God, in the will of God, and he turned away from evil. I think of these three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. This amazing story, how when they're in captivity in Babylon, the Babylon king, his name was King Nebuchadnezzar, which I think is a great name. I'm not sure why many of you aren't naming your kids that. Maybe because of this story. Actually, maybe because of this story. But King Nebuchadnezzar made this golden statue, wanted all the Hebrew people, all of his people, to bow down and worship this golden statue. Well, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, who believed in the one true God, would not bow down. They even told the king, we're not gonna bow down to your gods because our God is the one true God. And they stuck to their guns. They were people of integrity. They didn't compromise their beliefs or their convictions. And for it, they were thrown into a fiery furnace. But the Lord met them there, and delivered them, and saved them, and people were in shock by who their God was. When I think of integrity, I think of people like Joseph. Read the story of Joseph, and ask yourself where you see integrity. You can see it over and over in the story of Joseph as his brothers they throw him in, into slavery. They sell him. He's, he goes off into Egypt. He, he makes a name for himself. Does quite well there. And now he's the cupbearer to the to the king. Now there's this famine in the land, and all of his brothers and family members come out to 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 to, to Egypt because that's where food was. They're standing before Joseph, not knowing it was their brother asking for food. In that moment, Joseph could have struck them down, made their life miserable. But he's a man of integrity. He's a man of the Lord. He forgives them. There's this amazing story of Joseph and his integrity. What is integrity? Let me share a few words that I think describe integrity really well. The first word is wholeness. Integrity means wholeness. Actually, the the root word of integrity is integer. Now, if you're a mathematician, you know integer is a whole number. And so, integrity means to be whole, it means your life is whole. It means that you're not splitting up your life into several different sections and living one way in one section and a different way in a different section. No, you're a person of integrity. So wherever you go, you're a person uh, of the Lord. You're, You're that same person. Whether you see me in my office place or my home or out with my hockey team, you would say, Brian is the same person following the Lord in every aspect. But what we do instead of integration is we practice segregation so often, segregating our lives. It's the exact opposite of integrity where we have our work life, where we have our secret life, where we have our home life. And we put it all in these different pieces of the pie and we act differently within each one. But integrity means wholeness. It means one. Wherever you are, wherever you go, you're that same person committed to following the Lord. In fact, in construction, when a foundation cracks or a rafter cracks, when there's separation, when something's broken, you say, now it lacks integrity, which means it lacks strength. The strength is gone when you separate everything up. And the same is true in our lives as well. When you segregate your life, you don't have integrity. second word I would use to describe integrity is authenticity. Authenticity. This means that you're a person that keeps it real. You're a person that's not fake. You're not trying to manipulate things. You don't pretend You act the same way no matter where you are. The opposite of authentic would be to be a hypocrite. A hypocrite is somebody who says something and does the exact opposite. A hypocrite is somebody who wears many masks. In fact, the the word hypocrite comes from this word hupocrites, which was given as a title to an actor. In, In ancient plays, an actor would often play many roles, And they would come out, and the way they would play many roles is they had many masks. And they would put a mask on, they'd play their role, they'd come off stage, they'd grab their next mask, put that one on, and play an entirely different character. And so one actor could be four different characters in that play. That's a hypocrite. (laughs) And sometimes we do that as well in our life, right? I put this mask on when I'm here, and then I put this mask on when I'm over here. You're a hoop You're an actor. You're two-faced, three-faced, four-faced. But a person of integrity is a person with authenticity. Wherever you go with them, it's authentic. It's real, it's not fake. Third word I would use to describe integrity is this word purity, purity. This means that you do the right thing and you do it for the right reason. You know, a lot of times you can do the right thing for the wrong reason you can come through for that person, you can serve that person so that you look good and because I want something back from them. And so you can do the right thing for the wrong reason. That's not integrity. Integrity is, is this purity in heart that whatever you do, whatever you say, you're saying it, you're doing it for the right reason. You're befriending that person out of a pure heart, not out of these motivations to get something for yourself to earn something for yourself. You're a person who prays because you want to know God. You're not praying so that you'll be seen. This is integrity, a purity of heart. So let me give you a picture of integrity. It comes out of the book of Psalms, chapter 15. I'd love for you to, to open that if you're able to, um, because I'd love for you in your, in your time, your quiet time with the Lord over this week to spend time in Psalm 15. This is a picture of what it looks like to be a person of integrity. And as you read this and study this and meditate on it, I want you to ask the Lord, Lord, um, what do you have to show me here? What do you have to say to me in this? Um, This picture, do do I look like this picture? And if not, where don't I look like it? And how, how can I become more of a person of integrity? This is what David says in this psalm. He starts with a question. Who may worship in your sanctuary, Lord? Who may enter your presence on your holy hill? So he's asking, Lord, Lord, who can be in your presence? Who is it that will gain the most in your presence? Who is it that's gonna have the the greatest encounter and experience in your presence? Tell me what that looks like. And then he speaks as if the Lord were speaking to him. Here's the answer. Those who lead blameless lives and do what is right. Right that language sound familiar to you now? Now you can put it through that filter of those who have integrity. And then he gives these nine kind of snapshots of what it looks like to be a person of integrity. I'm gonna go through them super fast so that you can spend some time and your own time on it. Those who lead blameless lives and do what is right. Here's a picture of a person with integrity. They speak the truth with sincere hearts. A person of integrity is sincere, When you're with them, you never wonder, are they telling me the truth? Are they just pulling my chain? Are they trying to get something out of me? You never wonder that about a person of integrity because they're sincere. You know what they've said about me, what they've said about themselves, what they've said they're going to do, I can trust it. It's coming from a pure heart. Who are people of integrity? They're those who speak the truth from sincere hearts. They're those who refuse to gossip. A person of integrity takes confidentiality seriously. A person of integrity knows what's been shared with them that needs to stay with them. It stays with them. A person of integrity is somebody you want to speak to. You want to confide in because you know it's gonna stay with them. Especially if you've asked them, it stays with you. A person of integrity keeps that. They don't go out and say, oh, I've got this juicy news. Guess what? I heard this about Pastor Brian. You gotta hear it right? No, no, no. They, they, they refuse. I love that word, refuse to gossip. Those with integrity refuse to harm their neighbors. They're people who bless others. A person of integrity looks to, to bless other people. They refuse to speak evil of their friends. And so the opposite would be they, they speak well of others. They look for opportunities to encourage and, and uplift other people. They're those who despise flagrant sinners. A person of integrity hates sin. And whenever it's identified in their own life, they can't wait to get rid of it. A person of integrity knows that sin in their life is gonna compromise their relationship with God and compromise their potential for his kingdom. And so they're gonna kick sin out as fast as possible. They're those who honor the faithful followers of the Lord. A person of integrity honors others, honors the Lord and others, looking for opportunities to honor what God is doing in other people's lives. Those with integrity keep their promises even when it hurts. I love that. A person of integrity keeps their word. We'll talk more about that in a moment. They're those who lend money without charging interest. A person of integrity gives without expecting to receive. They don't give to hold it over people's heads. No, they meet needs and they praise God that they had the opportunity to do so. And then finally, a person of integrity is one who cannot be bribed to lie about the innocent. A person with integrity are people who are unwavering in their commitment to love. You couldn't give me enough money to lie about the innocent. It's a person of integrity. You can't bribe me away from my core principle to be a person that loves. That's a person of integrity. And then I love how it closes, it says such people will stand firm forever. Are you beginning to see how important integrity is? How important integrity is? It's so important. Do you know that strong relationships depend on integrity? If you wanna have strong relationships, it depends on being a person of integrity. A lack of integrity can break a relationship really quick. quickly. Unfaithfulness in your marriage will break that and hurt that marriage immediately. Disloyalty damages a friendship or working relationship. Lack of follow-through fosters distrust within relationships. A lack of integrity can break relationships quickly. Strong relationships depend on integrity. Integrity, is so, it's so important so important. It's important because a peaceful life depends on integrity. I love this story of Michelangelo. It, it was said that, you know, the great Michelangelo, as he painted the, the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel, and he's, he's put hours and hours just on his back, you know, all the different characters on the ceiling, just painstakingly detailed, The story is told, I'm not sure it's true or not, but the story is told that one of his friends came to him and said, hey, Michelangelo, why are you spending so much time on some of these characters that are so far away? Nobody's going to see the detail that you're doing. Who's going to notice? I love Michelangelo's answer. He says, I will. I'll know. I'll know that I didn't put my best effort in. I'll know that I didn't do the very best that I can. I'll know that it's sloppy if you get close. Maybe nobody else on this planet will, but I will know. And I won't rest. I won't sleep because of it. My peace will be disturbed. Friends, integrity is for you just as much as it's for those around you. And actually, when we live lives of integrity, it restores and it solidifies the peace within us. Let me tell a story that might horrify you, but when I was in middle school, uh, I was in my science class, and a group of four of us decided that we were gonna learn how to sign language. You think of how noble, right? But it was for really bad reasons. We learned how to sign language, we learned the alphabet so that we could cheat on our test. Gasps, inserted right here, okay, right? And we did, we did that. We cheated on our science test. We all got A's, but we didn't feel good about it. I remember the four of us talking the next day saying, I'm having like a hard time sleeping right now. I can't believe we did this. As I look back on it as a a wiser person, especially coming through these 10 weeks, a wiser person, why didn't we take the time that we used to learn? You see? You see where I'm going? Are you with me where I'm going? on learning sign language to actually study for science, but anyway, um, <laughs> there you go. We felt so terrible about it. We actually went, we, we told our science teacher. He failed us on the test, he, he, and he, he should have. But I can tell you, I walked out of that room feeling like my peace was restored. Why? Because I compromised on my integrity, and it cost me internally people of integrity get to enjoy peace in their life. Even if it's not the most popular decision, if you handle it with integrity, you're gonna have peace, the peace that passes all understanding. Integrity is so important, so important. In fact, our continued transformation depends on our integrity. And the transformation of the world around us, our impact on the world around us, it's dependent on our integrity. When we lack integrity in our lives, When we're not honest with ourselves, with others, and with God, it blocks our potential for spiritual maturity. When you're not willing to be vulnerable and honest with God, you're putting up a divider between you and the Lord where you're just not going to grow in maturity past that divider. You have to break down that divider and be vulnerable, be honest, be a person of integrity. And if you're not willing to do that, it also threatens your call in life and your potential To impact the kingdom of God. I love in Luke sixteen this principle is shared. If you are faithful in little things, you will be faithful in large ones. It's this principle of God, He he might give you littler things to accomplish before He gives you medium-sized things to accomplish, before He gives you large and before He gives you extra large things to accomplish. He wants to see if you're gonna be a, a person of integrity with this thing before he opens the door to this thing. And all of them are really, really important. But he wants to know, are you gonna be a person who's trustworthy, who handles it with integrity? Let me give you a couple action items as as we go. Here they are, and these are just kind of application points. I always want to try to not just teach a lesson, but give you things to walk out the door with. Here they are. I wanna challenge you to throw out the masks, to throw them out. I wanna ask you to, to ask yourself, am I wearing multiple masks in my life? I wanna challenge you to erase the lines that divide your life. To commit to following Jesus in every aspect of your life. Don't be a hypocrites. Don't be a person who carries around multiple masks. And in this moment right now, maybe you're being convicted and you need to say back to the Lord, Lord, man, I want, I want to just be my authentic self. I wanna be a follower of Jesus wherever I go. I'm throwing out this mask and that mask. Second action item. Keep your promises. Let's be people who keep our promises. What promises have you made that you need to keep? Proverbs 25 says, A person who promises a gift but doesn't give it is like clouds and wind that bring no rain. (laughs) What promises have you made that you need to keep? How about the promise to your spouse? Are you keeping it? Keep it. Strengthen that. How about those promises you made to your friends? to those you work with. How about those promises you've made to the Lord? Keep those promises. He's a promise keeper. Keep your promises to him. Two more. I wanna challenge you to check your motivations. Check why you're doing the things you're doing. Check why you're befriending the people you're befriending. And ask yourself, Lord, is there any wrong motivation in my heart here? I wanna be a person who's pure hearted. I don't want to just befriend this person or do this thing or say this thing because it's going to benefit me in the way I think I should be benefited. No, Lord, I want to be a person of integrity. Check your motivation. Confess the things that are selfishly motivated. Finally, and most importantly, the most important thing I'll say about integrity is this. Invest in your relationship with Jesus. If you want to mature and grow in integrity it happens by maturing and growing in your relationship with Jesus. He's the one who will help you. That picture I shared from Psalm 15, who does it sound like? Jesus. It's Jesus. Walk with him, walk closer with him, and he will teach you and show you what it means to be a person of integrity. Friends, I think that this topic is so crucial right now, so crucial. I want us to be the same in church, praising the Lord, as we are on our social media platforms. I want us to be the same people as we walk into our workplaces, into our family scenarios, that we are people who follow the way of Jesus unashamedly, unapologetically, courageously, boldly living out a life that loves God, loves others, and meets the needs of the most vulnerable. That's when, that's when his kingdom's gonna come. That's when we're gonna see heaven on earth. And that's when we're gonna enjoy renewal, revival, and awakening in our land. Amen, amen. Praise God.